0: Can you talk through your mask You like that
1: song? She can't hear it. you She can not hear. it. She don't have it. She be- don't,
2: don't have it. Yeah, bro. do about a thing. How's going to be all right?
1: Don't worry about a thing. Hello, Baltimore. It's that time again. This is Dr. Mel Butler coming to you live with Faces Going Places. I tell you, we've got an exciting show today, folks. You're gonna meet a legend that's a legend of the legends. Hmm. So get all the kids and jump around that radio and jump around your iPad or however you're looking at us because today is going to be one of the days that will go down in history. Trump went down for bad things. We're gonna go down for good things. And I'll Mm -hmm. tell you what, tell your friends that this is Faces Going Places. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and we exist because of your donations. So feel free, go in your pocket and cash app us or do something to support this program. But we hope you had a happy new year. Hope everybody is up and ready for some good questions. Um, I'm the co-host and we're sponsored by Pure Light. Some people call it magic, we just call it pure light. Light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I've got my number one pro wrestler and uh, weight lifter, contortionist, and he's my sidekick. That's none other than <laughs> Reggie Hot Sauce. <laughs> All, all,
2: right. Right. all
3: right. Good morning, good morning, good <laughs> afternoon, good afternoon. Gosh, dog, you've added stuff to my resume. Yes, I did. But, um, yes, happy I did. New Year. We're back. We are we're back. We're back for the first um, first broadcast of the year. That's right. It's exciting. It's ironic that we're back with all of the mess. I'm just going to call it what it is, yeah. the mess yeah, is that mess. we've had to deal with during this week. Um, and um, and um, I'm excited. As you said, because of the warriors that we have in here today. Yes, um, We're live on Facebook. We're live on Instagram. You all tune in. The call-in number is 410-300-0489, 300 489
1: Yep, and if you got questions, we'll give you a chance to call in today. This is going to be the first of a special series that we'll be doing leading into Black History um, Month. You notice that Black History Month, we got the shortest month of the year that they give for black people. The shortest month of the year. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? We should have all the months. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about our leaders and how they came up and where they came, came through and what they came through. Uh, Jehovah God is really good and blessing our efforts in the midst of all this. Uh, we are shining, and we're going to talk about pure light. But more important, we're going to talk about a young lady. That if you can see this, where is the screen, Reggie? So, can they see it?
2: Mm-hmm, yep.
1: Yeah. You see that, folks? This is the story we're going to be talking about by Martha Josephine Wagner,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: she is a giant. In the field of helping Baltimore become what it used to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you had history makers out there, people that went beyond the call of duty, and this lady is one of them. Uh, She's going to talk a little bit about her story, and you're not going to believe how young she is. Hmm. I was going to make her my girlfriend, (laughs) but she didn't even take a second look at me. She said, I was too roly-poly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> she looks better than that But mm-hmm. this is a really She is uh, truly a trailblazer Historical trailblazer In Baltimore, those of you that have been here for a while You know, uh, a sausage Was a common thing In our neighborhood, in our community You go to the store And if you got those sausages It was porks. I didn't know that was anybody else really made anything like that Because the only thing you hear from your parents is get park sausages. Mm -hmm. And this lady has a history from the beginning. Can you imagine from the very, very beginning that she was inspirational in terms of helping that company grow? And she'll tell you her story. But she went from being a bookkeeper that's working on the numbers all the way until she became a manager, a sales representative manager for Park Sausage, and that company, the same place, same location, but it's now called Dietz. Park Sausage is still in the marketplace, but the company named Dietz, that's on the corner, right, Dietz and Watson, Watson. yeah, Dietz Mm -hmm. and Watson. So what you hear today is her story, she's right here. So call in, Mm -hmm. first of all say hello to her, Mm -hmm. and secondly, some of the questions that you may have, you need to get this book. We're going to have this book out there, and we're going to ask Mrs. Wagner when we do some of the book signings if she will autograph the book for you guys. But this is a real piece of history. We talk about the people that are dead, but we're going to talk about some of the people that are living. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, and she's got her her um, chaperone bodyguards there mm-hmm. with her on both sides. <laughs> and now I want to introduce Introduced to you, folks, Mrs. Martha Josephine Wagner, and she's called the hidden figure because she was the bookkeeper. Yes, that's why they say that mm-hmm. her figure. Yeah, and she was a hot mama back mm-hmm. in the day. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, that is a chapter in this book <laughs> that tells you that she was no slouch. No. People used to wait for her to come in the door. <laughs> Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> Those days are gone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Jehovah calmed her down a little bit. <laughs> but today we're going to hear from her in her own words. And remember, folks, this is a 97 year young person. So when you call in, listen carefully and make sure that you've got something to write the name of this book down so that you can call. And you can get a copy of this book. I'm going to go over the title again so I don't mess it up. It's the Martha Josephine Wagner story. The Hidden Figures Woman. She was hiding. At the Park Sausage Company. Okay. You heard the first plug. Now we're going to turn it right over to Mrs. Wagner. Mrs. Wagner, how are you today?
4: I'm fine. That's
1: good. Look at how your voice changed. Right. What do you, you tricked me. Mm. She tricked me. Mm-hmm. She is talking so clear, that's better than me. Mm. But yes, this is Mrs. Wagner. But Miss Wagner, tell us a little bit about, uh, you started with the Park Sausage Company when it was that little, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about, it. how did you get involved?
4: <coughs> <coughs> what the?
1: You can pull your mask down. Okay.
4: The first Park sausage office was in the living room of Mr. Parks' basement apartment. Hmm, okay. And the office staff then consisted of Mr. Parks, Mr. Haysburg, Miss Gaskins, and myself. Okay, okay.
1: So you had four people and they were making actually making the sausage in the basement? What'd you say? Were they making the sausage in the in the basement?
4: No, we were we were <coughs> administrative part. The plant was okay.
1: separate. Right. Okay. Okay. Because when I was in Africa, they made the sausage and they took it from the the pig's belly, and I didn't know that. And then they it looked like a balloon, and they stuffed the sausage in it in Africa, in South Africa, and then they cook it. They called it a bride. But so you were the administration. So you guys were the foundation. Right. The foundation of Park sauces Company. Yeah, the
4: tell first us office was the delivery room of Mister Park's basement apartment.
1: Okay, all right. We got a caller already. I tell you, you are a hot commodity. Somebody mm-hmm. is calling right now for you. Okay, hello, caller. You're on the air. We're talking to the Queen. Who am I talking to?
3: Yeah, this is Peggy. Hi, Peggy. Hmm. Peggy, who? Oh, what Peggy? Which uh, pe- which Peggy are you? We don't. I'm Josephine's oh. niece. Okay.
1: Oh, that's why. Okay, we wow. couldn't see it, but do you, you hear Miss Wagner? This is somebody for you.
5: Uncle George's daughter.
1: It's Uncle George's daughter on the
4: line. Oh, you want to talk to her? She is calling for you. Um, all the thing I gotta say too is hello. <laughs> <laughs> How
1: did, you doing? Did, did you hear that? <laughs> I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Then, then you probably know her anyway, right?
4: Mm-hmm. I is
1: so. Yeah. So do you want to you want to say something uh, to your grand grand uh aunt? A, niece? a niece. That's your niece, right?
4: No, <clears throat> no. I, all I want to say is I'm still here and I'm one of the original Fox Houses members.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but you start off as a bookkeeper, right? Yes. Doing the figures, but you didn't stay a, a, a bookkeeper. <laughs>
4: we were, uh, our first office was in the living room of Mr. Poss's basement apartment.
1: We got that. But Mm -hmm. then when you had an office, you had a store down in South Baltimore. Mm -hmm. You guys had a business down on Hamburg Street. Right.
4: Am I right? Right.
1: Mm I I have a a brain. Mm -hmm. So that's where your first uh, office was. And Peggy, are you still there?
4: Am I still
1: well? Yes, I'm still here. Yeah. Oh, Peggy, tell us, uh, you know, something that you might know about about your grand, I guess it's grand-aunt, Great but great-aunt. So tell us about your connection to her or something that you know about her so our listeners can hear it and share this history with them.
3: Well, I remember her working there at Park. Um, she's, she's a cool lady. <laughs> oh, yeah, she is.
1: She's cool up to Definitely this
3: day. Definitely a cool lady
1: hmm so so did you uh, did you guys ever go to that plant that was back there during that time did you ever no go? i didn't okay so she was really out there you know what strikes me interesting about uh, her story is that she did all these things but i noticed in all the pictures i didn't see a lot of ladies and one picture is in here i wanted you to tell me because i have a problem with my vision but i was Good enough to make out something. I, I think it's this picture. I wanted you to tell me because in that picture I see mainly men, I see you, and on the back row it looks like it might be another lady. Mm-hmm. Were there many ladies in the company back then?
4: No, well, that was Miss Gaskin.
1: Right, but other than you and Miss Gaskin, who else? That was it. Okay, I
4: can't think of, I can't remember now.
1: Right. You can't remember, or you were so happy there were no other ladies around there but you. So all the men would have to be looking at you.
4: Man, <laughs> what?
1: So they, so they had a, this was like a company meeting. Uh, the book is is very, very good, folks. It's about 11 chapters in the book, and all the chapters go right through her history when she first started, and she also later got promoted to be a, a sales representative. So she liked to travel. And so she should travel all over the place. And that yeah. one picture, here, am I right? Mm-hmm. And one picture in here shows yeah. that you were at a business meeting. Do you remember that? You'll like it, folks. That is that your boat? She has a picture in here with a big old luxury boat. <laughs> and she is standing outside the boat. So showing you that she really liked to travel. Mm-hmm. Well, Peggy, you know, this is history that we're making today. And we want you guys, Do does your family all have copies of her book, Peggy?
3: I believe they
1: do. Well, you might want to check that because so many times what's different about this show is that we're going to be talking about people that made history way, way back. But we're also going to be talking to people like Mrs. Wagner who were really instrumental. And we need to talk about some of our living leg- legacies, you know, so our young people can know that we still have some people alive today that were history makers back in the day. Would you agree, Peggy? Yes, absolutely. And uh, so we, we really would like for people to call us, give us a call, and that number is 410 300 0489 and we'll tell you how you can get a copy of this book and you should read it to your young people read it to any uh children that you have because miss wagner led a exemplary life back there and really a challenging life the Mm -hmm. fact that she was in the forefront Mm -hmm. of even all these men in the development of the park sausage company so we want to thank you peggy for calling in and we encourage. All of the people that you know that are in your family, they should get this book because these this is the part of history they don't tell our people, but it's part of the history that our people should know. Would you agree?
3: Oh, absolutely. Yes, is there anything you want to
1: say to our audience? Uh, uh Peggy, you can do it, and uh, we're gonna let Ms. Wagner. Talk, but we're not going to try to make her exhausted. So, is there anything you want to say uh, to us? What do you do, by the way? Do you work? No, I'm retired. You're retired. You don't sound like it. Okay. Mm-mm, but retired mm-mm. from what?
3: Uh, retired from the telephone company.
1: Oh, Horizon. C M P. You were there with C M P. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You You guys. That's a long time
3: ago, Peggy. That's
1: true. Mm-hmm. So, what did you do with C
3: M P? Uh, when
1: I retired, I was a manager. Okay, as, as a manager. A, a budget uh, manager, right. Yeah, well, you know, they, they uh, all their employees, companies like that, they can also read this book. And, of course, we're going to be approaching people like that for the light, Pure Light. Do you know about Pure Light? Uh, no, I don't. Well, Pure Light is another product. It's one of the products that's helping to sponsor Ms. Wagner on this show. But uh, now it's available, it's actually a light that came out of NASA. And when you put this light in your home, it destroys uh, pathogens and what they call VOCs. And- Yep, yeah, but it does, you can put it in your home and it produces oxygen. You know, one of the biggest problems they have with this virus is that it robs people of their oxygen. Well, this, mm-hmm. this light called Pure Light, P-U-R-E, dash l i g h t it's a regular kind of light bulb when you put it in your house it will kill all the all the bacteria and you'll actually be breathing in pure air it really does what a ventilator is supposed to do but a ventilator costs fifty thousand dollars and it can only handle about maybe two people this particular light and reggie can show the audience they see notice in where we're producing these lights are all around us which makes this whole room that we're in be germ-free. And that's what you should have in uh, Mrs. Wagner's room wherever she sleeps and areas like that because you know we want to keep her healthy as she goes around talking about this book. And of course, folks like yourself and me, my family, we all ought to have this protection. We were holding it low key for months because we didn't want the wrong people to get it in their hands. If they did, we would still be having the same person as president and we could not have that. Make sense? And, and you can look it up, it's pure light, you can look it up, p-u-r-e dot com. But thank you for calling in, we really appreciate it. And your auntie here, you need to say something. Say hello.
5: Hey. Talk to her. How you doing Peggy? I'm fine. I can't hear. Uh, Is this, uh... Let
1: Peggy. She's coming right with you.
5: Okay. How you doing, Peggy? I'm doing great. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Charles, said last time I saw you, you were doing well. Oh, Diane. Yes. I'm here with Ma. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm here, I'm here <laughs> too. Right yeah, I'm, I'm listening on the phone. The I didn't have here. the uh, <laughs> <laughs> URL. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was trying to get help. I called Sandra and Judy.
3: Yeah, I didn't have the website, so I just called in to listen.
5: Okay. Oh, cool. You just called in and it a look good, good. How you doing, good. Peggy? Sandra. Here. Good, good,
0: good.
5: Yeah. This is his project. He wants his oh, grandmother okay. to be known. Oh, and that's he, right. After all, Granny is a part of the history of Baltimore, my yes, she is. And yes, Absolutely. Yeah. So you know. So that's why we're here.
4: Wonderful.
5: Yep. Very so good. So thank you for calling in. Thanks for calling that. in. Tell Peggy um Sandra and Judy. I I, I texted the number to them, I hope they call.
1: They yeah. may call, we okay. still have plenty of time.
5: All righty. All right, talk to you later, cousin. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yes, Thank yes, you yes. folks. And
1: hopefully you can grasp the, the significance of this mm-hmm. meeting today, I uh, because again, we know the legends of the past, but a lot of times we don't know the legends of today. And these are people that are still alive, and they need to answer the stories for themselves. And we owe it to them to follow their life and follow what they did and how they made a mark. Some of you out there listening to us, you are the legacy persons of the future. So hopefully, if you learn about the legacy persons in the past, then it'll help you become a legacy in the future. So we'll talk about that. So, what was most exciting to you, Miss Wagner, and working with Puck's company? Did you have anything that you liked about the development? Or tell us some stories. What happened with you being one of the few ladies in that program?
4: Well, I I like visiting the branches. Uh, and ch- check the records and things. So,
1: were you, like, when you went around, were you like a national salesman? Did you go to different cities or yeah. places? Tell us some of those places.
4: Yeah, I used to ride the tractor trailer up <laughs> to <What>? the <laughs> branches. <laughs> <laughs> a tractor trailer? And, 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 and yeah, to, uh, to audit the branches. Okay. Well, oh, I, uh, I didn't have to catch no trains and planes. i just get on the tractor trailer and ride up <laughs> for the fellows to the branches.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> Who drove the tractor trailer? Hmm? Who drove it?
4: The fellas there had, had had regular drivers for the tractor trailers that they delivered the sausage to the branches. Okay. And so I would ride with them. <laughs> I know they liked
1: that, didn't they? Because you were back in that day. I'm sure they liked having somebody like you on that tractor.
4: Yeah, but you should have a lot of fun together.
1: <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. So, now, when those guys went, where did you go? Some of the cities that you went to, tell us. And what... Did you, did
4: you like? Well we had well we had a a branch office in Washington DC, one in Philadelphia, one in New York, wow. and uh
1: Do you remember what year that was? That was a long time ago.
4: No, I can't remember what year that Probably was. Probably
1: like in the fifties.
4: Probably so. I yep. can't remember what Okay, but th- that's okay. That's okay. A long time ago. That's okay. See, because I, I used to get on the tractor the trailers to go to the branches to order the books and records there. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now you had more than the sausage. What else did you guys make? Did you just make the sausage, the link sausage, or what? Tell us something about the
4: Well, we the had sausage. no. They had had, had ba- one-pound bags of sausage. Sausages. Okay, just the sausage? Regular flavored sausage and hot sausage. Okay. And they had uh, links.
1: And they had assembly line actually to, did they make the sausage on like assembly line or what?
4: Yeah.
1: It was assembly line.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And the assembly line was what? Is that out of the place that was on Hamburg Street or where, where, where did it was, they do That's
4: about where it was.
1: Okay, so that, in case folks don't know, that is where also a lot of blacks had to go to uh, high school, junior high school, mm-hmm. Harvey Johnson Junior High School, which is right in that same area, right on Sharp Street, right. Right, that's in the area of Sharp Street in mm-hmm. Hamburg. And mm-hmm. back in the day, uh, the black people that went to school, a lot of them either went to Harvey Johnson Junior High, or where you went. You went to Booker T.
4: Yeah, that was junior high school. Junior though, high was school.
1: Douglas High School. Right, yeah. Uh, junior high was Booker So mm-hmm. folks can know in these areas that you came out of those areas. That's the same area that um, Thurgood Marshall, and he was a schoolmate of yours. Right. At right, Douglas. Tell us about that. You mm-hmm. and you were the hot hi- mama at Douglas High School. I was a carver bass. So we did not like y'all up at Douglas. No, I was. Except the women. We did like the
4: women. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, when I was in high school, I was an honor student, and I graduated honor student. You was an honor student? Mm-hmm.
1: all right. Now, we never would have met because I was at the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. Tell, tell, tell us what you did. Uh-huh. Were you a cheerleader or anything like that? Did you participate? What? In, at Douglas. When you went to Douglas. What about it? What, what, what did you guys do for fun? You you like to try to beat up on Carver, but we would turn the tables most of the time on you guys. So it was a preparatory school. Douglas was a school that prepared people for college. Right.
4: Right? Yeah, well some important people came out of Douglas.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us who some of those people were? All fan out. <laughs> <laughs> well you well, you know one because I know one. Marshall. Right, right. Thurgood good marshal was there. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure where Perrin Mitchell uh, went to school.
2: Who? Perrin
1: Mitchell. Mitchell. Perrin J. Mitchell? No, the Mitchells. The
0: the Mitchells. Mm -hmm. The Mitchell Courthouse. The
1: Mitchells, the lawyers, the politicians.
4: I can't remember. Okay, tell us
1: what you do remember. Anything that you want to tell us, tell us.
4: I didn't do nothing great. I I started out as a a bookkeeper and, and they ended up being promoted to office manager. Okay. And as an office manager, I, uh, I had to go to the different branches to order, order their records.
1: Okay. But they grew so much. People don't realize that a lot of stores carried the sausage because they thought Mr. Parks was white. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that and the, the development of the company... Made a big difference because he wouldn't tell everybody out there that he was black because they were buying so much of the sausage.
4: No, but they they didn't know, right? And we didn't have to tell (laughs) them. That's so
2: true. (laughs) That was so
4: true. We we never advertised ourselves as a black company. Right. We we were. We we. We were a business company.
1: And that made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Do you
4: remember when
1: they made their first commercial? And the people out there, some of you guys are too young, you got to go get your grandma and your grandpa to understand the rest of the part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Because there was, because he looked white, and people were buying the sausage because they thought that he was white.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So when he had to advertise, and make the commercial, mm-hmm. and that was when I first knew them. We talked about how that commercial should go. Do you remember that
4: commercial? Ballpark sausages, mom, please. Mm.
1: You hear that, folks? <laughs> that was what got them.
4: They put, and it was a little
1: yeah. white boy that they had to say that, <laughs> yeah. and a little white boy because Mister Parks again. Yep. He wanted the sausage to go out there, but he didn't necessarily want people to tie it to a black company because they were very hard on black companies back yes. then. And yeah, well, the that was commerc- the
4: point. We, we did not consider ourselves a black company. We were a, a, Just for everybody. We were we just a, a, a sausage company. Yeah. Right. And so the fact that we had to be black was not a part of our advertisement. Right. Right. We didn't advertise as being black.
1: Yep. So when they heard that commercial, the people would run to the store and mm-hmm. buy the sausage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: More Park Sausages, Mom, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I happen to be in on that commercial. So that, for a long time, people would buy those sausages because mm-hmm. of that commercial. Mm-hmm. A lot of times. Yeah. Now, when you went from being the bookkeeper and auditing all those people, and then they promoted you to a sales manager... And you used to go out to visit. Was it different companies that you went to visit?
4: No, I was I was office manager. I was, oh, you
1: stayed in the office. Okay.
4: And I, and what I did, I audited the off the branch offices. Right,
1: right, right. Okay. right. okay. But they used to rely upon you because you sit in one. You had a business meeting, and one of this one of these pictures, I saw you. You were sitting down talking to somebody about business. What did you talk to them about? When you sit and talk to these people.
4: Well, I I would talk, one thing about, I, I told them about how Park Sausage started. The first office was in the living room of Mr. Park's basement apartment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
4: And did you eat the sausage? Mm-hmm.
1: Did you eat <laughs> the sausage? Did I eat it?
4: Yeah. Of course I did.
1: <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people don't like sausage, you know? hmm
4: I know, but I agree. <laughs> in fact, the taste paddle was made up of the uh, people in park the, office, the managers in parks also part of the taste paddle. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, so
1: you had a taste paddle. Mm-hmm. Here is the picture. I want to show people because she, oh, yeah. she was so smart. That is the picture. Can y'all see it out there? Where are you? And do I have it held up the right way? So that, that was the one I was talking about. You see, right there. Okay. Yeah.
2: So yeah. when you were in those meetings,
1: and then the company gave you an award, hey? Yeah. What did they give you the award for? I know. I saw it in this book. The first one that's got an association.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You were the first woman inducted
1: to the America Association. You can say it for her, uh if you want so the audience can hear. You hear me, Grant? This was yeah, they gave done. her they How gave
4: her me? a uh was they, I can't remember. I was oh I was the first woman in the American Management Association.
2: There you go. I was black. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that see mm-hmm. that's important. Yep. Let's
1: talk about that again. Tell them what you were. She was given an award for being the first Black woman, and what? What was it called? The Association. What was the name of it? I
4: think it you Michael just said it. Management Association.
1: Mm-hmm. Say it so they could understand. Yeah, yeah. Say it loud. Oh, oh.
0: Yeah, she was the first woman um, to get an award in the uh, American Management Association. That's important. Yeah, folks. very important. That's very, you know, very. The important. only woman, the first woman. She was yep. a pioneer.
1: Yep. So being a pioneer. Yeah. Now, they gave you the award. Did they give you anything, any money, or did they give you anything else?
2: You they just me
1: gave what? you the piece of paper. What was that? They just gave you the piece of paper and said, here, here is an award. Or what?
4: No, I was given an award. <coughs> it was a, like certificate. a certificate. Right, right. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm.
1: So that was very important because I think that organization still uh, exists today. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it does. And so uh, to our audience, these are things that we hope that you'll follow yeah. going into Black History Month. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. you to know that we were doing things, our women have been doing things a long time. Mm-hmm. So many people think that only now right. have women been right. involved. Right. And so this program today is mm-hmm. to start off letting you know mm-hmm. there were women that were trailblazers. Mm-hmm. They were trailblazers.
4: Well, I was the only woman in the Berker Management Association at that time. Holy wow. mackerel. Wow. Did
0: you hear that, Reggie? That's, that's yeah. crazy. Only yeah. one. That's, that's awesome.
1: Mr. Producer, did you hear that? I heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wow. powerful, isn't it? Very,
2: yes.
1: That's very, very powerful. Yes. Wow. So many young people will look oh. up to you mm-hmm. because they don't know
2: no. that
1: so far back, we had our women doing things that was the first
2: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, that is super. Super. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, do you do you have any message for the young people today?
4: The only thing, what I did, you, you whatever job you have, you do it the best you can.
1: Yeah. Very important. Mm-hmm. Very important for the generation of today.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Do
1: it the best that you can. you can. Yep. And that's a good message. Mm -hmm. anything else because there are young ladies listening to you and when we finish there will be a a tape so you can play it and young people want to know they want to know that they had lady heroes Mm -hmm. way way back then
4: yeah i was the only woman in the american management association at that time
1: yeah white or black well, see, wow. that's very important. Wow. And I hope our folks, mm-hmm. R- Reggie, I hope you guys uh, are getting pictures of this.
2: Yeah, it seems like it's
1: o- overkill, amazing. but it is not.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah. at that statement, because we could put captions under those type things that they're telling us if we've got the pictures. Yep. And Mr. Parks, now, Mr. Haysburg was there, right? Mm-hmm. Mr. Haysburg was with you guys, too. The one who Mr. has Haysburg, the... You know, the Haysburg.
0: Hmm? He was with you, Haysburg. I was what? It was you, Park yeah. so and, and Haysburg. And Miss
4: Gaskin. Yeah, so it Mr. was four. Park, of you. Mr. Parks, Mr. Park, Mr. Haysburg, and myself.
1: And yeah. Miss Gaskin.
4: Miss Gaskin was ahead of me, but they promoted me over her. Right. Oh, okay. 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 Did did that cause any problems? No, it didn't cause any problem, but it hurt her.
1: <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Day, yeah. I can imagine. But that, that uh, sausage company, I think, uh, and maybe in the 70s, I think they used to get some awards for a park sausage company for doing a fine job mm-hmm. in the retail stores. So you were a part of that. No, nobody in all these years talked to you about being what they call uh, the modern his- or history maker
2: Really. They never recognized yeah. that. See, well, yeah. we have to straighten
1: that, that out. out. Absolutely. We have to straighten that, that out. out. Yep. Because, one, you helped make the glue. Yep.
4: But as a, but as a representative of Park Saucers, at that time, I was the only woman manager.
1: Oh. Wow. So well, you had a whole lot men. of things. All yeah, all you were You were breaking yeah. the doors down. Yeah. yeah. But then later on, that's why that picture was so important that mm-hmm. I saw. Yeah. I did not see a lot of women in there. No, that was because she was the only, yeah, she was yep. the office manager. So, folks, you can know, young ladies that are out there, that you can do anything that you want to do, as Mrs. Wagner was telling us. Uh, she decided to just just do it. Remember out there, folks, if you have a question, you have a comment that you want from Mrs. Wagner, again, you're listening to Faces Going Places. A nonprofit 501c3, and we're bringing you sort of like a uh, a uh, a teaser
2: mm-hmm. for
1: some of the things that we'll be doing because we're going to ask Mrs. Wagner if she will come back and do this kind of show again. Would you like to come back and talk to the young people again?
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I talked to them <coughs> and whenever I had the opportunity, but the thing is. You do your job the best you can, and all of the rewards will come naturally. You don't go in there with the idea of getting to be in charge. Yeah. You will be, they will put you in charge if you do your job right.
1: That is so true. That is so true. And that's a lesson for not only the younger people, the older people, yeah, too. Yeah. Don't worry about yourself. Worry about doing the job and doing mm-hmm. the job well.
2: Yes, mm-hmm.
1: That is so, so important. Now, I had a question that I wanted to ask you. Where were you born?
4: Where was I born?
1: Mm -hmm. I want to know.
4: Baltimore.
1: You were born in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. So folks, you see how far back that goes? There are three generations right here. You have the grandmother, you have the mother, and you have the son. So black people back in the day, they had strong family ties and it was important for us to have those ties. Mm-hmm. That's why it is so important now for the younger generation to talk to the older generation so that they can learn the history so they can prepare themselves for the future. Absolutely. And the only way you can do that is find out about people like Ms. Wagner. You did a fantastic job. Yes. And um, you had some friends out of New York didn't you have friends and people out of New York? You probably have friends all over the country.
4: <laughs> well, I just, well, I have to, part of my job was to audit the offices in the different right. cities. So you so made New fr- York, friends. And I had to travel to New York and Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And Boston. Denver, police all other places we had offices, so I had, but they had the records had to be audited and everything, I'd have to travel. And I used to ride a tractor trailer to the
1: Braggs. <laughs> yeah, you told me that big old tractor trailer. You don't have any pictures of that, do you? Or if you do, we'd love to see some of those pictures because later we rode Denise Nichols when there was a gas oil, uh, shortage in this country. We are uh, from North Carolina. Denise Nichols rode the tractor up to the White House. Hmm. That was when they had the gas oil, uh problem, when hmm. gasoline was a shortage. Yeah, I and they that. were trying to do the gas haul.
0: Wasn't that in the 70s? Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. I this remember was I in the 70s. Mm-hmm. They had that long line. Yep, long long lines, and yeah. you had
1: to buy gas on different days, alternate days, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. and yep. the Southwest Farmers Association, they were the ones that were making that gas haul from corn, mm-hmm. but they were the leaders of the gas haul, and so just like you were the leader of the Park Sausage mm-hmm. Company. And you were a trailblazer. Yes. Because you just picked. Who made your schedule? Did you make your own schedule to go and audit people or what?
4: Did I do what?
1: Did you make your own schedule or or did somebody else make the schedule for where you had to go?
4: Well, Mr. Haysburg was right over me. And so he was the one mostly assigned me where I had to go. I see. Mm. But... It was just automatic that I was assigned to go to all of the branches anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of travel. But yeah, you yeah. like traveling though, right? Yes, yes. You like to travel. Mm-hmm. So you were doing what you like to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's important too for mm-hmm. everybody, to like what they do. Yeah. So, Tell us some
0: of the places you travel. Mm-hmm. Tell us some of the places you travel other than parks. Where you travel for
1: vacation and stuff
0: like oh. that. Tell me some of the places you went. Where were
1: your favorite spots? Yeah. Was it New York? Uh, Was it where?
4: California. Oh, I'm, oh New York, Florida, California. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Florida, California. You went all over the country. Uh, I've been to, I've been to Spain, Portugal, and Morocco.
1: Whew. Wow. That is good. That's amazing. That's no what sad. were you doing in all those countries? <laughs> visiting.
4: Mm-hmm. Just visiting.
1: <laughs> Just like That's vacation or oh, mm-hmm. what? That That was good back in that time. Yeah, that was a big deal back in that time. Name those countries again. Portugal, Spain, what? Morocco. 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 Mm -hmm. Those were big countries. Mm -hmm. And for you to do that, the young people out there, hopefully they will be listening. And hopefully they will get a copy of this book. Mm -hmm. And because once you have a show like this, it becomes history. Yes. So anybody that gets a book like this, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you can get it signed, but you want to make sure you put this day in. Mm -hmm. Because this is going to go down as history. History. Because we're going to report that and Mm -hmm. report that. And then Mm -hmm. they will make a record of that. Yes. All right, folks. I tell you, we're so excited. There's a phone call. And if I was to use my ESP, I would probably say it may be Kendrick.
3: Hello, caller. You're on the air. Tell us who you are. <laughs> you win the jackpot, doc. It is definitely kid to tell me DJ Proud with Matthew Music. Just saying a few words on pages, on places. How's everybody
1: We're doing? We're doing fine. Sunday. Hello, hello. And Mrs. Wagner is here.
4: Hello, Miss Wagner. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is a young man that is a, is an inventor too. He he has a system that teaches young people mathematics through the turntable. Mm -hmm. So he is gonna be on now, he's always on the show, but we're gonna make him special like we made you special because he is one of the current legacies. Mm -hmm. He's a legacy right now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Kendrick, we have just a few minutes, but you wanna say anything about your ever-promotion book, how well it's going? By the way, I know that the people in Canada are way ahead of the people in Maryland. So we got to step our game up, folks, because uh, Kendrick has some things, Mr. Tillman has some things that are beneficial to you and your children. Hmm. So go ahead, Mr. Tillman, and tell them some of what you want them to know. I appreciate
3: you, Jack. For those uh, listening out there, my name is Kendrick Tillman. I found a way to combine my engineering degree with me being a professional DJ. And it grew from a workshop for after-school programs or summer programs or intro to a teacher's unit plan to an exhibit to a STEM fair or steam fair. Now we use the term stream, which stands for science, technology, reading, engineering, arts, and math. And now we have a full standalone scalable product. we don't have to come in and teach you anything. You can just take everything from the bag, the whole kit, as Dr. Butler says, the whole system to teach you how to DJ using 5th grade through ninth grade math. So if you use the manual, your laptop, your DJ controller, or your hardware, your software, and even unlimited downloads on music, so you can duplicate our 35 lessons over and over and over and over again with the different music that you like, the students like, the scholars like, that you can really just, Basically, exposed a mat, and I'm a geek at heart. So, when I realized that kids looked up to me because I know how to work the turntables and I'm (laughs) cool to them, I could could merge my geek side into the coolness of the art of DJing. Just as if you're giving your child medicine and you put it in the middle of applesauce. Same concept. It's just making learning engaging and really getting the young people excited about STEM education education, getting excited about reading, science, technology, engineering,
2: arts, and math. So thank you for that moment. Oh, you're welcome. And
3: uh, we'd like to, uh, of course, uh, congratulate
1: you on what you've been doing uh, in the area of uh, the hop-in and the, the things that people want to do. One day I think we need to have a whole program on that so that uh, many of our uh, listeners out there would know that there is something that they can do about their children being out of school. You know, they're finding out that the kids uh, are not responsible, of course, for their agenda. And they have such a thirst for knowledge that if we don't uh, put these things in front of them, the parents will never know they're available. And I had one question someone asked me, uh, a parent, that if they wanted to get your system, do they have to pay for it all at one time? Or do you have arrangements that some of our listeners that might be interested could buy with the, you know, payment plan. we probably invented the payment plan. (laughs) Hmm. So do you have a program like that where they can buy it outright or they can buy it and pay on it, you know, in installments?
3: Absolutely, Doc. And we even created a membership model so you can have access to the pre recorded videos or you can have access to live training with the kids or you can have all that and the kids itself, just with a payment plan. So we we definitely just implemented mm-hmm. that as well. So I would love to talk with any any educators out there or any parents that have taken this homeschooling seriously and really want to invest in their child. This is not a pilot. This has been going on for 10 years in Canada. We have the Canadian federal government. It did a five-year study. It doubled math scores in Canada. Here in the United States, we have Stanford University that is basically going study on engagement of emotional intelligence, of how, to, how students feel about math and how they hate math in the traditional framework yes. and through our platform, how they actually enjoy math and how they, wow. how they change from technical to enjoyable, from I don't like math to I like math now. We, we want to change the way we deliver education in, in Baltimore. we lowered expectations. It's 50,000 and when we all were in grade school, seventy was passing, sixty was failing. While we lowering expectations, we change mm-hmm. our approach to deliverance, and education. Absolutely. So, but, well, look, we're I just about running
1: out of time now, so I got to wind it down. But next week, every week from here until Black History of, of Month. We will be highlighting people such as yourself, uh, Mr. Tillman, and Mrs. Wagner, and we have some other folks that are coming on. Folks, you definitely want to tune in because we'll be having uh, uh, the lady that started the Great Blacks and Wax uh, Museum. Cool. Hopefully, if you have not gone there, you should go there. And also, for the Reginald Lewis uh, Foundation and his museum, Mm -hmm. we'll be talking about them and some of the people uh, that we've met as we've gone through these different uh, hurdles and challenges because it's a new day. Yes, it is. I want to thank definitely the studio here. Thank you, uh, Mr. Tillman. And definitely big thanks to Ms. Wagner. Let's give her a hand and invite her back and you. you. Of course, you are regular on our show. When people don't hear you, they want to know what happened. So our listeners out there, again, we encourage you. And we didn't get a chance. Actually, we're going to feature something on Hot Sauce, guys. So you want to listen to everything. And each of these programs, I'm hoping that you'll be like me. I learn something every time I sit down. And I applaud you. I applaud you for the fine work you've done. Thank you. Okay. And again, folks, this is Dr. Mel Butler, Faces Going Places, signing off. And remember, when it comes to health that this little light called pure light. Mm -hmm. We used to think it was a miracle. Now we know it's just pure light. (laughs) So look forward to talking to everybody next week. Thank you for joining us.
3: Faces Going Places is a
4: 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes.